And welcome to this week's episode of the Morbidly Deceased Podcast. I am your host, JT McCallum. And I'm Evan Dilworth. And it has been a while since we said these words together, my friend. <laughs> yeah. um, it's, it's just the two of us today, which is interesting because for the past like three, four, maybe even five episodes, we've had guests on. Um, so this is the first episode that we're doing just the two of us in a long time. Like I think the last one was just before Halloween Kills. And then ever since then, we've had a guest on every single episode. So <laughs> it's it's going to be a, a quiet, more intimate episode this time. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we've had some pretty cool guests on. Um, we had uh, Cody Hall to talk about Halloween Kills. Um, who else did we have? Sean. I was going to say Brad Maven, but that, that was before. <laughs> that was like last year. I'm fucking blending in my dates right now. Who else did yeah, we, we have on? We had Sean. Sean Clark. Oh, fucking thank you. Yeah, we had Sean Clark, um, which was a great episode. We had uh, Troy Howarthon, which was a great episode. And then, um, uh, and then, yeah, and then we had Walt, Walt Flanagan. Flanagan. Yeah, which... I still have to listen to it. I've just been, it's been hectic and busy. Oh yeah, I totally. So I, I gotta listen to it. But yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah, it was a, it was a really fun episode, and it happened like completely out of the blue. Um, like I'm a huge fan of the Tell Him Steve Dave podcast, and uh, but like I've been aware of who Walt Flanagan was since I was like three, four years old when the Clerks the animated series came out because uh, in that show, um, him and then Brian Johnson play their characters from Mallrats. So like I I knew the name Steve Dave and, and like the whole like oh tell him Steve Dave since I was like four years old. Uh, so like the fact that like then I listen to the podcast and then I'm like. I super relate to Walt. Like we're both huge Kiss fans, both fans of the Universal Monsters, Planet of the Apes, all this stuff. And uh, when yeah. I first started talking to him before we started recording, he was like, "How old are you?" And I'm like, <laughs> "I'm only 25." He's like, "And how the fuck do you know all this stuff about <laughs> Kiss and Planet of the Apes?" He's like, "You're talking about my shit." He's like, "I was born in the mid 60s." He's like, "You're born in the 90s." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I was." Um, but yeah. That was a really fun conversation. So, uh, so yeah, funny. you'll definitely have to check it out. Um, but yeah, but we're we're back. We're going to talk a little bit about some stuff that we've been watching. And then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, movies that are based on true stories, basically. So uh, it should be a good episode. Um, so, Evan, what have you been watching lately? Well, I've been watching Joe Bob. Yes. Watching that <laughs> I see week. your Facebook posts every Friday. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's cool because there's actually been a few things like I haven't seen, so that's been a nice surprise. There's been about four things in the past, I don't know, two weeks that I haven't seen, so that was fun. And then anytime you just hear him talk about absolutely anything is is a pleasure. Yeah, because he just fucking knows absolutely everything, and it's crazy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. I wish I could jam that much right up there and rem- even if he has it written down, like he must have memorized that, and then you know yeah, well, wrote it down yeah. so i could read it later exactly but like he has to care enough about it to yeah it's, <laughs> that's insane yeah and then uh i'm sure like what everybody's watched is stranger things absolutely uh, the, like i can even say the first half i guess but like a majority of season four yeah and i can't wait for friday because the last two episodes come out and it's so exciting and it's great because friday is canada day which means yeah, that we get the true. day off unless unless you're working but most nope, people get that. Canada Day off, so we get to stay home while all the other Americans have to go into work, and <laughs> we'll have the show done before they are. 
Um, yeah, I know. But yeah, yeah. it's. A, I'm really excited for it. Uh, have you been enjoying the season so far? Yeah, I think it's been the best yet. Even better than one. Okay, so... <laughs> um, I always said that season two ends the show perfectly for me um, because I just like that all of the characters ended up in like a sweet place. Like they all deserve that. Like Will doesn't deserve to keep having upside down shit fuck with him. Like he went through a lot of bullshit in season one and two. Um, and then like it, it closed on such a perfect note because like you had 11 closing the gate basically right like it ended perfectly but then of course they have to have the teaser at the end where the mind flayer is like still there and all this shit right like mm-hmm. they, they had to do that because of course why would they stop a money-making machine after season two yeah I, I, I totally understand why they did it um but i even like the the scene at the end uh, of season two when they're at the snowball like all of their character stories all wrapped up to me and i was like well why do we have to go forward <laughs> and then the season three trailer came out um and it was the one where they had like that really cool remix of um the who's bob o'reilly playing and i was like that trailer was fucking phenomenal and i'm like i don't care how season two ends i'm like because i desperately need to see this season and then season three started and i was just like this is awful (laughs) and honestly i haven't even finished season three so when the trailer for season four came out i was like fuck i I don't want to do this again like that if they're gonna do the same shit like this is boring at this point right then i watched it (laughs) montana coaxed me into it she's like she's like well just try the first couple episodes and if you don't like it we don't have to like you don't have to finish it and i ended up absolutely loving it (laughs) which i was very surprised at it like Um, kicks off right away too absolutely a little bit in the first episode but then second episode just like jump right into it exactly absolutely um and then uh it's funny too because um i mean for anybody that listens to the show but like for you because you know me as a person but like um i always said like if there was and if anyone needed any proof that stranger things was made for me it's that in the first episode of season four, they have a scene where they're playing D and D and the song <laughs> Detroit rock city by kiss is playing. Yeah. And I'm just like, all right. I mean like this, it's, it's designed specifically for me. And <laughs> so, so I, I feel like that, that was uh life's way of making me watch this season. Cause they're like, we'll, we'll get you in with a nice fucking D and D montage and we'll have Detroit rock city playing it and it'll be great for you. <laughs> and I'm a sucker for that bullshit. So <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah the, it, it really kicked off like really fucking well. Um, and then, yeah, I, know, like, I was so happy. Um, I honestly, I think I was telling you this, but like I consider uh, Stranger Things 4 to be the best Nightmare on Elm Street movie <laughs> since part yeah. two. This is <laughs> the best anything Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's just like I remember watching it. I remember like I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, Robert England's in it. And I didn't really think like anything of it other than he was just going to play like this crazy guy. Yeah. But then it's like the little things he's doing kind of give off like little, like, I wouldn't say Easter eggs, but like little nods to it. Like when he's yeah. scratching the desk with his exactly. hand. Exactly. Exactly. Like right. But then as soon as you see uh, Vecna, it's like, that's Freddy. Right. A hundred percent. Like, mo- like not maybe not fully modeled, but that is Freddy almost to a T. Right. And his he hand even, is big and it's exactly. almost like, you know, claws. And- exactly. And he <laughs> even sounds like Jackie Earl Haley's version yes. of Freddy. That's okay. So, like, I was thinking about that too when I was watching. I was like, he sounds like the kind of slower talking Freddy and not like so much as a smart ass, which exactly. made me think of him right away. Exactly. But, um, and just everything. It's even when they go, uh, 
I guess it's like almost like I wouldn't even call it like the upside down. It's like they're dreaming. Yeah, right. <laughs> and like it's just oh man, it's so cool. It's literally the best thing. It is. It could come so close to anything Nightmare on Elm Street. Exactly. It it honestly is like the most creative Nightmare on Elm Street since Dream Warriors. Honestly, yeah. Um, just like the concept of like, well, well, sorry, not concept, but like when you don't know if they're going crazy or not, and then you hear like yeah. the clock chiming, and then you're like, oh shit, like this. It's not a dream, but you're like, oh shit, she's not in the real world right now. Mm-hmm. right like it's it's really cool um i was like and then, watching a bunch of sh- shit too just like on tiktok and online and that clock you hear through like other seasons as well really yeah like season one apparently you hear it and then like in season two you hear like some of the same music cues and everything so they're tying it up nicely really i didn't and it's supposed that. to be that's like really oh cool. it's him it's been him all along kind of thing like that's really like, cool but i was like i i like him more than like you know the mind flare and the demigorgon because like uh, even though he doesn't give off too much personality he has more personality than those monsters absolutely like honestly like the demigorgon is the worst part of the first season like yeah. I, I wish that it didn't like i wish that it never showed us uh what yeah. the demigorgon looked like or anything like that because it, it's just an uninteresting cgi bullshit but like in in this season i think it's again he that has been the best it's been because when you see the demigorgon that thing goes ape shit and wild. It's not right. like the other one where it just runs around and kind of attacks one person. This thing's fighting off like fucking eight Russians. Right. <laughs> and it's like crunching their heads and eating yeah. them and everything. So I was like, okay, this is cool. Yeah, but like exactly. I, before I was like, oh, whatever. I don't really care for it. But just like, and even the fact that Vecna is, I would say probably 95% um, practical yeah makeup yeah <laughs> and then like the other five just like the veins and the the tentacles yeah. on his shoulders but i was like that's exciting too and like yeah. the actor that plays him is really well too. i like him a lot absolutely and then going back to the freddy thing like it is very it's it also reminds me a lot of um in the nightmare on elm street remake um when they're like doing the whole thing of like uh trying to figure out like who freddy actually is and then they're showing like the the flashbacks and stuff mm-hmm, even yeah. that reminded me a lot of uh jackie earl haley's um freddy yeah. um and like it, it's funny too because uh um the character that robert Englund plays when they do the flashbacks of him as like the young dad he's mm-hmm. got like a fedora on and everything and like, yeah, she, know, yes, like cool. obviously that's that's part of the time like and the like, wardrobe of the time but it's also like obviously a non-homage to the fact that. that it's it's freddy as yeah. him right um but but even hearing him go like even hearing vecna be like nancy i'm like yeah. that's fucking, that's straight out of nightmare on Elm street right that's so cool yeah yeah he, he's been my favorite so far and like i was reading online too because i was like all right i don't want to see what like they kind of have to say or whatever and it popped up and it's like they're like right off the bat they're like don't expect a happy ending like yeah. it's not gonna be good i know and i was like oh fuck yeah and it, oh, there's just like so many things so like, i'm so like curious about it because like all the characters have a character poster yeah and for some reason um mike's mom has a character poster oh interesting yeah and uh, uh, the the boy who plays Lucas, I don't remember his actual name. Yeah. Uh, he was like doing an interview and they're like, oh, what do you sum up like the end of the season or whatever with one word? And he just goes traitor. So oh. Like, oh, fuck. I was like, mm, I wonder. Interesting. Yeah. So That's I don't cool. know. It, it's exciting. It's still a couple of days away, but did I, I ever tell you binge the end of uh, the episodes before now? Because now I'm. Oh, lost. yeah. What? So sorry. Have you 
finished the season yet or no? Yeah. Like okay. Okay. It. I just okay. I didn't want to go into like the middle of territory week. if you hadn't finished it yet. Um, did I ever tell you my really awkward story with the kid that plays um, Lucas in the show? No. <laughs> so I was at Fan Expo a couple of years ago with my sister, and um, we, that was when all the Stranger Things kids were there, except for mm-hmm. Millie Bobby Brown. But that was like before season two even came out, so they were still like little kids at that point. Um, and I was waiting by the bathroom with my sister and, uh, it was like behind where all the celebrities basically went. That's where I saw Richard Dreyfuss and he asked me if that was the lineup for the bathroom. And I'm like, no, it's not. (laughs) So that, that that was a cool (laughs) moment. Uh, but then anyway, so Finn Wolfhard walked by us and then, um, but we didn't want to bother him because there were other like little girls that were like, Oh my God, I love you. And he's like, okay, nice. So he was like walking. Um, but then, uh, the, the kid that plays, um, that plays Lucas, uh, he was walking by us and I'm like, Hey, can I get a high five? And he's like, yeah, of course. So he comes over to high five me. And like, I, I pulled up my phone, which I was recording it, and I pulled up my phone to get like a video of like us high fiving hmm. and his dad or his bodyguard or whoever it was literally just grabbed my arm and threw my arm down. He's like, Hey, that's not cool. And I'm like, okay. Sorry. Whoa. Yeah. He, he was like, come on, stop, stop, stop. And I'm like, Holy shit. Okay. I'm sorry. Like Jesus Christ. And then the fucking kid like lifted up a piece of paper to cover his face from the video. And I'm like, dude, I wasn't trying to do anything weird. I'm like, I'm just, I wanted to get a video of us high-fiving. Is that really a huge problem? But yeah, apparently it was. So yeah. So every, every time I see him on screen, I cringe a little bit at how awkward that moment was because he was so happy at first. <laughs> and then I lifted my phone and then they got really angry at me. <laughs> and that was the end of that. Yeah, exactly. Um, that is strange. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, but I'm, I'm super enjoying the season so far. Um, it's been pretty great. Um, one thing too. Um, no one's ever going to believe me um, about the stuff. And even if they do believe me, I don't think in any stretch of the imagination that I was ripped off by any, like any stretch of the imagination. So please don't think that when I say this, um, I have um, two scripts that I wrote. One of them I wrote in 2015 before stranger things came out. The other one I wrote in 2017. So obviously before this season came out mm-hmm. um, in the first one that I had written um it was basically about like these monsters that come out of this portal to a place called the other world. Um, and like when you enter the portal, it's like a pit through the ground. And then like when you uh, go to walk in it um, as if you were going to fall, it ends up like flipping on its side. So you end up walking on it horizontally instead mm-hmm. of vertically, basically. So when I saw stranger things and like that's how they go to uh to the upside down i'm like huh i'm like that's kind of fucked up i'm like i fucking wrote that in the script once and then also in that script i had um the kids play D and then like um they end up finding out that like the monster that's coming out of the pit they end up associating it with a DD monster called the green hag and that's why the fucking script is called the green hag and they're literally looking at the monster manual being like well how do we stop this thing and then in stranger things 2 they pull out the fucking monster manual and they're flipping through it to talk about how to destroy the mind flare and i'm like that's fucked up i put that in a fucking script once like years ago so and again i'm not saying that anyone ripped me off i'm just saying it's just I crazy would. how shit that i wrote once ended up coming true in something different um 
And then it also happened again this season because I have another script called Witch Hunt, which is based on like the satanic panic, um, 80s D&D, everyone's afraid of them thing. Mm -hmm. And I had it, I I had a scene where like um, a bunch of mysterious murders are going on in town and they're tracking it down. And basically they think it's like this big group of nerds that are actually hunting and killing people. But they're like, why would we do that? Like, and they're like, no, you're summoning the devil. Like you're playing it on our schools. And they have like this giant... um, uh, like town meeting but it's at the school um not at like a town hall but then the town ends up rallying and like is going out and, like burning books and hunting these kids um but then in stranger things 4 they have that exact fucking plot happen as well and again i That's like crazy. i'm not saying that anybody's copied me i just think that it's craze that it's now happened twice yeah, and, that's very weird. Uh, so I, I'm like, I'm just on the fucking cusp. I'm like, I can write the shit that they're putting into fucking TV shows now. I'm like, but nobody wants to hire me. So. <laughs> <laughs> so this is your big chance. You're going to get some big money from Netflix. Yeah, exactly. I'll sue like, them. You guys <laughs> fucking took my shit, man. What the hell is yeah, going exactly. on? Exactly. That is like really weird coincidence, though, but it's actually pretty cool. At the same yeah, time. It, it is cool. And like, I, I, it's the closest that I feel like I'm ever going to get to see anything that I wrote, like actually on screen so i just kind of sit back and i'm just like man that that's cool like (laughs) (laughs) that is really neat though yeah and then um this is unrelated to but uh in 2018 when disney announced like the obi-wan kenobi movie just for fun as like a writing exercise i wrote like the last five pages of like the obi-wan kenobi script but then Mm -hmm. the movie never happened but they turned it into the tv show and like that final episode released last week and uh my script it's not the exact thing that happens but it, it has obi-wan showing up to like um the the farm that like uh luke's aunt and uncle are on and they have oh, like, yeah. a little awkward like exchange and then it, it ends basically like i have like the kid version of luke come up and he's playing with the um the t-16 skyhopper which is the which in the show is the toy that fucking obi-wan gives yeah the loop yeah so i was just like that's that's fucked up too (laughs) but but again like it it's impossible for it to not have ended like that anyways but it's just really cool again to see something well very close to what i had written and envisioned actually happen even like like i i like star wars like I, i don't hate it yeah so like i just haven't caught up on a lot of like the shows like mandalorian and shit but i've watched like the darth vader fight yeah that shit made me cry right yeah so it's hard great. yeah the the last episode of obi-wan is the best episode of the entire series yeah like when he's talking to him and even like um when darth is talking to him and it's like going in and out of like yeah, of his yeah. voice to the vader's voice yeah it's i just great. had like chills and goosebumps the whole time yeah and then great. obi's like uh then it's true my friend really is dead yeah and i was just like man this is this is nuts yeah yeah, it's great. That was so good. Like, honestly, I get goosebumps about talking about it now because it was no, just so it, yeah, exciting. It's, it's absolutely great. Yeah. It, honestly, if you're going to watch any episode of that show, like, you really don't even need to watch the entire series. You just have to watch that last episode because a lot of the show felt very filler. Like, nothing yeah. really happens in it. Um, except for like little princess Leia gets like taken away and then they go on a space adventure with Obi-Wan, but that's, that's literally it. And then it's just a lot of start and stop of like trying to get her back home. But then that final episode is like the culmination of like all those stories. But yeah, that was, but, it yeah. was so good. Even when they were fighting, I was like, Holy fuck. Obi's like a badass. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so good. 
yeah <laughs> but that's not horror <laughs> i know fuck. how dare we mention anything that we like other than horror i know <laughs> <laughs> it's too good yeah. oh um all right oh hold the other thing that i watched sorry yeah. was um oh yeah a ty west watch? x movie oh fuck. i still gotta watch it i have it yeah. but i i and it's funny because there's like this old like porn from like the 60s or 70s called the the farmer's daughter yeah and like i see a lot of people make comparisons towards that and i'm pretty sure that's like not like they legally can't say it or maybe or whatever but i think that's like the movie they're trying to make or something right yeah absolutely but i was like oh that's kind of cool because like i know that movie because it's like it was a notorious movie that was like unavailable for so long right so I was like, oh, that, that's kind of neat. So that like, made me want to watch it more. And then I heard it's just crazy. And yeah, gets, like, it's really on, yeah, it's that. honestly, um, it's really good because like, it's, it's actually about something, which is kind of, I mean, I, I don't know. It's hard. Like, I, I want to sound pretentious and say that a lot of modern horror movies don't do that, but that's, that's a lie. Like, I, f- I really feel like a lot of like the Blumhouse stuff too mm-hmm. is trying to actually say something or at least be about something. So yeah. that's a lie. I take that back. Um, but it, it is a 24. Um, so you either love those movies or hate those movies. A 24 is something I consider like the smart people's Blumhouse. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, um, basically, so I read about it in uh, Fangoria. Um, after a couple of my friends were like, you should see this movie. It's really good. And I read about it and I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll check it out. And then uh, we were on the Cineplex app looking for something to watch. And it was like four bucks. And we we're like, fuck it. Let's just watch this. Yeah. And we did. And honestly, it was not a bad movie at all. Um, I, I like Ty West, though. His shit's good. Yeah, for like, sure. You watch anything else he's done. Like a lot of it's like slow burn stuff. But it's yeah, this one wasn't even really slow burn. You, you yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah, you, you kind of got where it was going. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes a lot of like societal statements, I guess, yeah. Um, which is cool. Like it, it does feel like a social commentary about like how we treat old people and like how sometimes we just think okay like because you're wrinkled like you don't want to fuck people basically <laughs> like that's that's kind of like the entire premise of the movie is like th- there's old people but they still want to fuck but like they, they're not they're not as young and virile so that they're envious of these like young hot slutty girls that are going to, to make a porno right so that that's basically the plot of the movie. it's it sounds fucking insane when i'm saying it but it it honestly is a pretty decent movie i um, I don't know if I would say that I loved it, but it was it it held my attention for for the entire duration of the movie. So that's good. No, yeah. I I was excited because he hadn't done something in so long. Yeah, I think the last one was like uh, anywhere between 2015 to maybe 19. Yeah, I want to um, say, but even that. And Jenna that. Ortega is, and I maybe I'm pronouncing her name wrong. Um, but she's a fucking. She's in a lot of horror movies. Is that right the now. main girl with the brown, the brown hair or whatever, or like the uh, black hair? Yeah, uh, she's like on the cover of like I guess the DVD and the Blu-ray or whatever. Um, it's either it's, that's either her or that's Mia Goth who has like the no eyebrows. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, Jenna Ortega is. Um, she was in, um, the second Babysitter movie. Um, she was in Scream oh, okay. Five. She's in. Movie. So, oh, I saw Scream Five as well, which I fucking yeah, so did. Did I. Oh my <laughs> fucking god, that movie was it's awful. Fucking... <laughs> yeah, it was actually. I I remember I messaged you. I think 
<laughs> like you asked me about it or something and I, i'm not even fucking kidding you it, within the first couple minutes of meeting those fucking kids and everything yeah. i was like okay that's the killer and then a few minutes later i was like and that's the other one and yeah then it, the end of the movie comes and it was them and i was like fuck this yeah. is brutal and it was just such a ridiculous movie and it looked like shit too yeah it I, was, I don't know about you but like yeah. it, i don't know what cameras people are shooting on now but it looks really fucking cheap and like it, no, it it almost looked like a, a a made for TV movie. That's what I like. Thought it had the that weird time. kind yeah. of like picture. Absolutely, that's what I thought the entire time. I was like, this looks like dog shit. Like, <laughs> and then they're like, oh, let's rush into production for the sixth one because all yeah, the hard fans. And I was like, please stop. Exactly. Please. It's it's just it's just weird. And like that entire series has never really made sense to me because like at least with Halloween, like you always have. Michael Myers show up uh I mean with obviously the exception of Halloween 3 but then like with Friday the 13th you always have Jason Nightmare on Elm Street you always have Freddy and yes in these ones you always have Ghostface but it's not the same person every time yeah and I'm getting kind of sick of the whole like oh we need to go after Sydney like <laughs> yeah, it's weird. like oh this was his uncle's nephew's cousin and right. now they're, so, they're back to get revenge so and I'm like stupid like and the first the- one is good like I don't mind the first one yeah, it, I don't mind. It, it it's, kind it's of like okay. rejuvenate slashers again, which I'm very appreciative of. Yeah. But even then, it was like, it's I got excited because it was violent and the reveal was good. Sure. Like the reveal sure. But other than that, you know, sure. Yeah. It, ex- exactly. And like, like that's sure. In the moment, it was great. It's meta contextual. I totally get it. Like, I understand mm-hmm. its place in horror history. I just, I hate the one thing that I hate about 90s uh, horror movies is how fucking bright they are. That movie yeah. is so bright, and I can't be scared of something that's no. that bright. And then it's like, there's no actual suspense. It just reminds me so much of H2O, which I can't stand. Yeah, this and, one honestly actually felt a lot like that. Yeah. And, and, but, scream 4 i saw in theaters and i actually really like scream 4 and that was the last one that felt like an actual movie to me and it felt like an actual horror movie Mm -hmm. um this one did not feel like that at all and it was just ridiculous like i was entire fucking time i was just laughing my fucking ass off because of how stupid it was i know it's pure nostalgia i think and even then it wasn't like really done that well no it seemed forced because they had like Stu's uh sister just pop up on nowhere and was like oh yeah these are my kids now and it's just like you're just pushing it too hard like you're right. pushing and, it on us like and, we know and, who and, they are and then the main girl is fucking billy's daughter from the fucking oh. <laughs> it's yeah, like, she's what? having like fucking episodes or something talking to him right exactly i was like oh my god <laughs> exactly um, so, yeah it's so fucking stupid <laughs> okay so uh the main kind of topic that we were going to discuss today is movies that are based on uh, true events, or at least say they are. Yeah. <laughs> um, because honestly, uh, even something that people think is based on a true event, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, isn't really based on a true event. Yeah. Um, the way that, that we think of how true events should be <laughs> based <laughs> on. Um, it, but it, it's fucked up because they, they don't have to back it up with anything. Like you can just say anything's based on a true yeah. event. Yeah, it's and like, first of all, it's great marketing because oh yeah. it scares the fucking shit out of people. Well, like I remember, like okay, so what was when you think of that? What it's like one of the first movies that comes to mind for you? Uh, so there's two that first okay, come yeah. to mind. 
Um, one of them is obviously Texas Chainsaw Massacre because it has yeah. that great intro where they're like on an idyllic summer yeah, afternoon and blah, blah, blah. That's so good. That intro is better than the fucking movie. <laughs> and I like that movie, but that intro yeah. is just fucking sets the tone. And then you have that creepy like flash noise. And then you see mm. like the, the corpses and stuff. You're like, what the fuck am I yeah, going to watch? That, that's like one of the best things about it. Absolutely. Um. So it's it's that, and then oddly enough, Blair Witch Project. <laughs> yeah, no, that's there. The the thing with that movie is like they marketed the fuck out of it in such a brilliant way. Exactly, but and and but the thing too is that nobody talks about is that they kind of took that from Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, and that's funny because like the cursed films, um, episode of that. And maybe another one because they had um, the director of Blair Witch on, and he's like, I never even seen Cannibal Holocaust until really? like, you know That's later on, and he's like, I just did this, and then he's like, Yeah, somebody was saying, Oh, you know, have you ever seen Cannibal Holocaust? This is like almost a lot like it, and he's like, What the hell is that? Right. And then he watched it, and he was like, I'm blown away, like almost like the story you were telling at the beginning, like how similar it was, yeah, between the two, and he's like, This is this is nuts how yeah. you know crazy these are, are so close together and i thought that was pretty neat too because like he had no idea and he's genuine about it even when he's telling it so you know he i don't think he's just saying it for the camera right but yeah it's <laughs> like yeah that cannibal holocaust is pretty much i think like the first found footage kind of movie because that was 80 Pro- yeah probably yeah but yeah um yeah like just with the whole market i remember seeing that opening night it was packed a packed house and i was terrified i think it was like i don't know like seven or something maybe a little okay i i was gonna say because i was two or three when that movie came out it's so weird (laughs) it's so weird to think yeah but yeah i remember like that movie scared the fuck i had tears in my eyes at the end because i was terrified like he's Mike's just like standing in the corner or whatever, yeah. whatever his name is, and Heather just falls, and I was like, yeah. "What the fuck?" And then it ends. There's yeah. no explanation, nothing. Yeah. And I was like, "Holy great. fuck!" No, that yeah. was terrifying. That movie's great, and the marketing for it was great, obviously. And it's funny because like a lot of horror fans don't like that movie, and I, I honestly think it's one of the best horror. Movie. That's that's still a movie that feels so real and and you have total suspension of disbelief Mm -hmm. and i i will never understand people that are like well you don't fucking see nothing it's like yeah that's the point of the movie though right even um there's two nights where like really fucking it's still to this day creeps me out it's creepy as fuck (laughs) the night where you hear the kids laughing yeah and then the tent starts going crazy and they run out and then the one night where um josh is screaming in the middle of the night. He's like, yeah. help me. Yeah. Please. And they're fucking, they're done. They're like, okay, let's go find him. Yeah. Those are the two creepiest things. And then obviously the ending. Yeah. That, that movie is still... so unsettling and it, it, it throws you for a fucking loop. Like you don't realize that you're being played the entire time. Like when they, when they're like walking and then you're like, wow, we're, we've been walking with them for a bit. And then she's like, She's like, well, holy shit, that's there's the tree, there's the log that we just passed. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And then doing you're like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, and you just see them slowly fall apart and like turn against it's each other. It's great. It's a fucking brilliant movie. Oh, yeah. And it's still creepy as fuck. And it feels so real. Yeah. And like, well, I, there was like even a, a documentary that came out afterwards. It was like In Search of Blair Witch. Yeah. And it was like, 
I remember yeah. it was a blockbuster exclusive and it's like, oh yeah, these three kids are gone and they're still, we can't find them. Right. And it was like a police thing where like they were kind of combing some of yep. the, uh, the forest and doing so, more interviews. And I was like, hold, this is fucking real. Yeah. So my dad, I don't know. I'm, I'm almost positive. I told the story before, but it's a great one. So my dad was, um, he was watching TV by himself uh, one night and my mom was up in bed and, and uh, he was just watching TV and then she's like, out of nowhere, he comes bursting in the room. He's like, Barf, there's kids. They went missing. They were making a movie and they're missing. We got to find these kids. Why aren't they helping the kids? And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so then basically, he he bought into it completely. He was like so hysterical funny. because they were playing like those, those fucking clips of like you're saying, like the police searching yeah. and they have like the documentary about like. Uh, them looking for them and they yeah. found the videotapes and all this stuff right and my dad's like what the fuck like why is nobody out there trying to help these kids and then so um as like a, the best possible way to watch it him my mom and my uncle who was like 13 14 at the time uh they went over to um my mom's cottage mm-hmm. um and then went to like the movie theater there so that they could like go and spend the night at the cottage surrounded by the woods <laughs> and all this shit right but my fucking dad on the way up told them he's like oh by the way this isn't real but they were all so ready to fucking buy into it that oh. it was real and my dad was a hundred percent in it but then he had heard like an interview with the director he's like obviously this isn't a fucking real movie guy. or like it's, <laughs> it's not a real story and then so he told them which ruined the entire movie for everybody else but oh. still even even if you know that it's fake because obviously it's fake yeah but even if you believe that like you just you can't help but fall into like i'm saying the suspension of disbelief it, it's like um like uh john landis says that uh, like he, he's a he's a jewish person okay and mm-hmm. he he's like the exorcist made me be like oh fucking get him with the power of christ (laughs) because you you buy into the like you just want it to be over you want these people to be saved and you'll believe whatever the fucking movie is telling you Mm -hmm. and and like like that movie like the exorcist made a lot of people like buy into catholicism because they're like well fuck if anyone ever gets possessed i need to believe in jesus christ (laughs) right (laughs) and so like that's that's what the blair witch project does to me is it, it makes me buy into the fact that these kids are out they're missing and you watch the deterioration of them mentally and physically and then they're fucking fighting and like it, it's a great movie mm-hmm. no that, um, that one still creeps me out even when i watch it now another i one, know what's happening but i'm still like oh fuck yeah exactly um another one when i was a kid um that the trailers used to not scare me but like I didn't like to be in the room when the trailer was on because I wasn't like a huge, huge horror fan at that point. Yeah. It was uh, The Strangers. Oh, yeah. Because um, yeah. that, that skipping of that song always got me. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, yeah, like that That was another movie. I was just like, I, I just... It's not that I bought into it because, again, it's like one of those things where it's like loosely, loosely, loosely based on yeah. a true story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, But like... I just hated the concept of these like people being like, Oh, you're in our home and we're going to come back to our home. And like, you're the intruder motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> like that just creeped me out. I always, cause like, I know that people feel very possessive about their homes and shit. And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't want to be sitting in someone else's house. Like, let me build a new house where there's no ghosts and no <laughs> fucking anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that, that was another one that I, 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 I honestly haven't even seen that movie, but that trailer used to bother me. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I remember reading about that too. Like a lot of that stuff happened. I think the only thing that didn't happen was like nobody got killed. They were right. just like tormenting these people and like right. knocking on well, the door and shit. And it was in Canada. Worse. That's almost yeah. fuck. You just made my heart skip a beat. That actually just scared the fuck out of me when you're like, it's in Canada. Like, oh yeah, shit. Yeah, it's like BC maybe or something yeah, like that. Fuck. That's so creepy. Why do people do that shit? I know. <laughs> um, another one too, obviously, um, Amityville Horror. That's like the, the number one for me when I think it's true, like based on true story. Yeah. Is that one just because of like. But again, um, it's so it's so elaborated. Yeah, it's right. it's weird. But then like, when you hear stories told from like um, I can't I can't remember uh, the the DeFeo guy. Yeah, and he talks about it's like okay maybe he's like on something and you know he was just trying to get out of it and blame it on something else. Right. But then like because I believe in like spiritual shit and I know you do too because we both yep. had like weird shit happen. Yep, absolutely. And then you watch interviews with like Ed and the rain horn and then all the people they had yeah and then there's always there's that one photo of the kid on the stairs that is that fucking that scares the shit out of me Dude, you take I, a picture and like two seconds later there's another one and it's a kid with white eyes i just had the biggest chill go up my spine yeah so did i oh, fuck. holy fuck even if that's not a real fucking picture yeah again it, it, it goes back to the whole like if you believe it enough mm-hmm. like, i'm a hundred percent willing to believe that that's a real fucking picture but even oh, if yeah. it's not it's still creepy as fuck yeah yeah no, and not and then, a lot of stuff gets to me and i'm assuming you're the same way like we eat live and breathe this shit but <laughs> yeah. that photo of that goddamn kid on the stairs is the that's... most alarming shit i've ever seen in my life mm-hmm. um i love the story though um i forget who's telling it but like one of the psychics who went through um she was saying that like when she was developing the picture she was pregnant and then every time she would look at that picture she hadn't even seen the boy in the picture apparently but every time she would her baby would jump in her stomach and she was like what the fuck and then she finally saw i was like oh my god like that's crazy yeah there's like um uh, i forget her name too but there's like a bigger woman with black hair i think that's very yeah i think it is too she's very popular you see her in almost everything they talk about that just because she was really involved with it as well yeah but yeah it's that one the the crazy thing to me though is like i don't think that like all of the stuff that happens uh when the lutzes move into the house i think that's all bullshit i don't believe in the fucking uh the flies overflowing the place i don't believe in the fucking green shit coming out of every like the walls I don't believe in the flying pig. I don't believe in any of that shit. Mm. What what bothers me, like you're saying, is like the fucking when Ronnie DeFeo is talking about the, the stuff that he did and how like the fucking demon with the the long hands like gave him the gun and was like go upstairs and kill everybody and he just did yeah. it like that's whether it was a demon or whether it was him being crazy or what it's it's an unsettling story. It's it's always people um, are more terrifying than a new story people can be a lot more creepy yeah than a ghost story or anything so yeah like him going on and the way he looks too he just has a weird right. look to him he looks like charles manson <laughs> he yes exactly he looks <laughs> right like fucking oh like his son yes right um but but like it what i don't understand about about how that happened though and i'm maybe it was explained in some documentary but i just i had never found out is how did none of them in the house wake up he fucking went to three different rooms and shot all the people how did nobody wake up like i fucking well, that's the thing too like it must have been because he was saying 
um, when the thunder or lightning struck, that's when you would shoot. But, but like, how would you be able to time it? If you're it was drunk like, off, um, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like, if you're drunk off your ass, as he apparently was, yeah. How? Like, you're right. That's impossible to time. Like, I don't know when thunder's coming. Like, I remember when I was younger when you heard thunder and it sounded like a bowling ball. Yeah. That would be the only time I think you'd be able to do it. And what are the chances of that happening three, four times? But the other thing, too, is like two of the boy, like the younger boys were in the same room. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you get two shots in? You and know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. And, and also, how were all of the victims laying on their fucking stomach? Yeah, that too. That was weird. Like, I remember reading that. And here like, what are the like, chances? Like, I've seen like those photos, and it's like that. It it a lot of things about that just unsettle me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like honestly, like that part of the story is way more interesting to me than any of the fictitious nonsense that comes later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but like all, all that stuff about that, that it's always bothersome to me. Um are there any other things that jump off like the top of your yeah, head? Yeah, there's um, the changeling. I don't know if you've ever seen. That oh one. yeah, 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 yeah. That one is creepy as hell. Yeah, because, and there's. Like, oh, you sorry hear about it, and then you watch it, and it's like it lines up a lot more with everything, and it's right. just like subtle things, like the red, white, and blue ball, pretty much going down the stairs by itself, right. almost ending up like places by itself, like little things like that. Yeah, is creepy, and like when I mean, you can't explain how the fuck did this ball get there. And it's like, oh, man. And then apparently, like, the noises in the bathtub, like, the hitting on the side, like, they heard the noises and shit like that. Like, all that is weird. Yeah, for sure. Um, a movie that my grandmother could, she watched once and could not handle it um, was The Entity from, I believe, 1971, oh. which is also obviously apparently based on a true story. Um, again, I don't know how true, like, it, I, I don't know, like, it's... Uh, so like, it's so hard it? when it's when it's people's uh, when you just have to trust people that they're not bullshitting you, right? Yeah. So, have you seen that movie? I haven't. My mom has it, but I haven't actually watched oh, it. Okay. I don't know. Then I'll, I'll wait. There's like two things that happen that like um, multiple people saw. One being in a car, like the car, like it doesn't give away too much, but like sure. apparently the car kind of got possessed. Okay, it was like turning by itself, and like apparently people on the street and everything, and like got in a car accident, and there was people like I don't know what the hell is going on, right? Because they like see somebody wailing their hands up in the air, and all of a sudden this car's turning and shit like that, right? And they tried to inspect the car, and apparently the car was fine. And then there's another scene later on that I won't give away, and it's like somebody was in the room with her like directly in her and watch this happen was that when she got raped by the ghost yeah yeah like that shit that is fucking scary right there that yeah. is creepy could you yeah. imagine laying there and like I don't, like even if it's not like a rape or something but like sure even if, you're even if something held you me onto the bed or, or, or attacked me on like your leg montana's leg or something you see that yeah that's fucking you up yeah i don't absolutely. like that would oh man i remember uh, at my old place uh, we, I was sitting there one night and my mom's hair got pulled up and we were like whoa <laughs> and my mom like freaked out but it was funny too yeah but yeah like when you see something like that that's like holy shit but then when you hear about it and then you see it, it's like and it matches it's like okay that yeah is, that's, that's fucked so up much for me Fuck yeah that. that's crazy and then like shit like the conjuring and stuff like that like 
Yeah. Even, especially the second one, I think. The, Paranormal um, Activity too, apparently. Yeah. Right. Um, what was it? Is it the second one where they're in Brit- Britain? Maybe. Was yeah, it was like that famous thing that happened in like England. That one's creepy. I think that one's better than the first one. Right. And that one's pretty creepy too, just because like all the pictures they took where she's like flying in the middle of a room they're like right. still pictures but she's like up in the air right and she's like now that stuff is creepy as hell <laughs> fuck that <laughs> right um so what okay so out of curiosity like where do you for things that are based on a true story like because obviously like we find this stuff entertaining but like do you have like a fascination with like actual murders or no um kind of i think like and it's 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 sad that it happened to the people and shit like that like i'm not saying oh yeah whatever but it's cool um what i'm saying is like it's just and i think it's like a lot of other people like doctors and everything are like interested in what made them do that right how their mind works like obviously it's um well even a third i guess ed gein yeah, because that story is just like holy fuck. Could you imagine yeah. in the house, and like even if it wasn't a lot, but if there's like a chair or a lampshade made out of bones and stuff. Yeah, and like stuff like that is pretty weird. And then everything that happened with Dahmer, yeah, finding the cases in his closet and just melted bodies and stuff like that. And then um, one that actually happened here in Scarborough, which was um, Paul Bernardo. Yeah. Because that one's very interesting. That one's crazy because, like, it wasn't just him. He got yeah, his... It was his wife or girlfriend, whatever she was. Yeah. Carla Homoka, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That stuff's just weird. Didn't but she? It's try... Interesting. I, I remember recently, maybe not that recently, but like, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, maybe. Um, Carla Homoka was like trying to like be like a reader, like volunteer as a reader at like a public school, and the parents were like, "Fucking no way, is that happening?" <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it, honestly. Yeah, but Isn't like it's crazy? crazy how she got off. Yeah, much. well, yeah, because she and was so she, she was like, so involved in the case though, and then yeah. like she's but she was like, "Oh, he he made me think this way," but it's like you were still involved in it though. Yeah, like I don't I don't know. <laughs> and then apparently she like ended up dating some other guy that like was like a pedophile and fucking oh all this other shit and it's like yo that's you guys gonna go after you how do you how, how do you date somebody that was with a psycho yeah no that stuff's so weird yeah but it's, i don't know i think that like based on a true story movies and then watching like you know like the documentary like like the one they had on netflix like the one they have now is like john gacy right yeah and then you know watching it and if you've seen one or the other first and then comparing stuff yeah it's like oh okay well that's kind of cool because that means that must have happened if they right. filmed it so long ago and they're talking about it now and they have like stills or something from the crime scene then it's like holy fuck like that happened right and i watched a movie based on this before i read right. or seen anything about it that i think it's interesting as fuck i think that's where my problem comes in because i don't like real life murder and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that like i don't know if it, it it gets 
bothersome and i know no, it's like a course. giant pussy talking about no that, it does because it's like uh, like first I, of all who could do that exactly and like i obviously know what happens like we live in the fucking world people are capable of doing very fucked up things but oh, like yeah. it's it's a lot cooler to me to be like oh freddie fucking shows up and kills kids in it like I, I i would rather have those as like the metaphor like that's how i deal with the fact that there's horrible people in the world i don't need to yeah. actually see or read about people that really seriously in real life did terrible things like that. I, I don't know. It's just, um, that's why like when it's something that says like based on a true story, I can handle that a lot more because I know that it's loosely, loosely, loosely based on a yeah, true yeah. story. Right. So it's, I, well, I mean, with the exception like- of, of something like, like a John Wayne Casey or even like the Dahmer movies, like those are obviously more based on, on true stories than say Texas Chainsaw Massacre, for example. But that's yeah. also why I don't really dive into those type of movies where they are based on like more accurately based on true stories, just because I just don't like the fact that it happened in real life. Yeah. <laughs> right. But like, that's even like, um, because we're talking about like Nightmare on Elm Street Craven said a bunch of times he based it off a story about it like a Chinese college student or whatever drinking like he had like a pot yeah. of coffee or something hitting in his closet yeah he was yeah, it, yeah it, was, um, it was a Cambodian refugee yeah um, and it wasn't even just him like that was one of the cases but it kept popping up being like Cambodian refugee dies and yeah. like in their sleep and he's like what the it happened like three four times he's like what the fuck and then the final one was about that kid that was had the pot of coffee in his uh, closet and he was like I can't go to sleep if I go to sleep I'll die yeah. and then he ended up actually fucking dying in his sleep see like that would probably be the best case of like that's obviously super like loosely based yeah on anything sure. like the premise is like maybe a bit of the same but then adding Freddy and whatnot that sure. stuff's kind of cool too because like he's so uh, like his imagination is just like so good that it, he's like oh well it's a guy right exactly killed and then comes back in their dreams and does all this stuff right it's, and such, then a, there's a diff- it's such a great yeah. concept based on something like i would never in a, like i consider myself to be a relatively creative person but mm-hmm. if i fucking read articles about oh this person like this group of people keep dying in their sleep i would never in a million fucking years think to write a movie <laughs> about this burn victim who comes back and but but that's that's the genius of people like Wes Craven who Mm -hmm. fucking store things from their childhood like how he based the character Freddy on the the guy the drunk that he saw yeah um right and then he just mixes all these things together he always like and Wes Craven was such a fucking smart guy too because um he said like when he was thinking about like what type of weapon uh friday was gonna have he thought back to the first thing that man was ever afraid of which would have been like a bear's claw like when we're hiding out in caves like the you're frightened of a claw so he's like okay so i'll give this guy a claw and like it always hits on such a primordial like he knew what he was doing with, with that and then even too, he he said that he read like an article in like Scientific American about how like uh, the colors of red and green are the two hardest colors for the human eye to see side by side. So he made Freddy's sweater red and green. Mm-hmm. So it's just like it's it's so like that's so like you would never say that Nightmare on Elm Street is based on a real life event, but yeah. it is based on a bunch of real life events, right? Yeah, which is like crazy to think too. Yeah. So and like, then there's like there's that example, and then going back to like um Blair Witch yeah where it's like in you know based on a true story in quotations right but 
it's but not, that was a total fabrication. Yeah, but everybody case, thought but exactly. It so it yeah, that's just insane. It's crazy. Exactly, and then like you, but then you can even say that Halloween was based on a true situation because there's there's a couple different moments in the movie, like like um, the whole like blackest eye speech that Loomis gives was written because John Carpenter was taking a psychology class and he fucking went to a um, like an asylum and there was this <laughs> kid that just wasn't moving, wasn't talking, was just staring at the window, yeah. right? So it's like so boom, so that kid is technically Michael Myers, so you can say that's based <laughs> yeah. on that, and then there's also the case where um they had read somewhere in the newspaper basically that that some girl was killed on like her own front lawn because none of her neighbors would come out and help her while she was getting stabbed and and that happens in halloween Lori doesn't die obviously but she Mm -hmm. runs to all the neighbors houses and knocking on the door nobody helps her so that was also based on a truth but you would never say the halloween is based on a true story no yeah um but yeah a lot of those movies are so casually blanket that like oh it's based on a true story but that's yeah. about as as true as it oh, gets i think i can't believe that we didn't talk about this either is uh another big one is poltergeist was poltergeist based on true story yeah apparently like the the uh what was it it's like not all of it obviously but like apparently like like just the concept of building a house on the no like i think like the actual headstones and everything got moved but bodies were left behind and stuff like that like and even that one's like a big one where for the longest time people were saying the like some of the skeletons that came up in the water when it's storming are real right but then in you know cursed films i forget i think it might have been season one where like he's like no i made all those like but like the bones were real like you obviously get real bones and right but they like they were all done by him they weren't just like coming out of the ground and shit like that right but then like you hear other things like uh, apparently like the headstones didn't get moved or something or they got moved but apparently like the bodies didn't and then right. like, weird shit was happening on the set even like carol ann um, yeah heather o'rourke yeah like she got sick out of nowhere yeah really sick and like stuff like that's kind of weird yeah and then um, the the sister got murdered by her boyfriend. Yeah, like, like yeah. yeah. yeah it's <laughs> Whether or not there's a poltergeist curse is is irrelevant, but you can definitely look at it and say nothing good happened to most no, of yeah. the people involved in that movie. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it's uh, it's so strange. It's uh, I'm like <laughs> like Life obviously fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> we enjoy that, but it's crazy to be like, oh, you know what? Let's do a movie about it. Yeah. But like, yeah. like I'm happy that they've done it because some of those movies, you know, we've enjoyed and whatnot. Yeah, and even like, um, what was it? Return of the Living Dead. How they have that whole joke. <laughs> I was good. I was actually just gonna. Bring so you up have to the... bring it up because it's like I remember seeing it and reading it and being like, "Whoa, this, this is kind of cool." Like, are right. they actually serious? But then they're like, "Oh yeah, Romero's film is real yeah. and all that stuff." Yeah, it's just cool because they tried to make it like like it, the one. It almost made it self aware. The one thing that irritates the fuck out of me about Return of the Living Dead, and it has since since the day that I fucking saw it, was they say that that he made the movie in 1960. Or sorry, they say that the event happened in 1969. I'm like, well, if the event happened in 69, how the fuck did Romero make it in 68 then? <laughs> yeah. And like, uh, John Russo was involved in the writing of the script, so there's no way. Like he should have remembered that they made the movie in 68, not 69. <laughs> and yeah. like that that one line 
ruins the immersion because I I could buy it a hundred percent. I could give them my suspension of disbelief and be like, yeah, it's based on a true fucking story. Yeah. But but they fuck up the date, <laughs> which then ruins it for me. So then I just enjoy it for the fucking campy schlock that it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, are there any other movies that jump to your mind? Um, I'll just name like a couple if anybody ever wants to look. Like apparently Hills Have Eyes is right kind of loosely based and then um i don't know i mean i like i don't know if you would say it was based on truth but like the stuff that happened with the crow and uh brandon lee that yeah. was kind of weird and shit like though obviously that was all in curse films and stuff but like yeah now i'm yeah. gonna blank and forget all the ones I was gonna... oh henry portrait of a serial killer is a good one henry right. lucas yeah any stuff that's like kind of based on the serial killers i think is pretty pretty wild but then like shit like I was saying Blair Witch is real, but it isn't real. Right, That's exactly. Exactly. I think more so like ghost and haunted shit. I think brings me in a little bit when it, more when it's like based on a true story. But I yeah. like appreciate the other ones as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But even even those ghost ones, like we're saying, like they they have to embellish them because oh it, yeah, it, it can't just be hundred percent fine exactly and even like even if there is something like seriously creepy and haunting you're like yeah that's definitely a hundred percent a ghost <laughs> even if that's the case you can't like you have to embell like it, it can't just be like yeah we saw a ghost boy like that's all the amityville <laughs> horror should be is like yeah. they do the investigation they're like there's a fucking ghost boy but then it's like no there has to be a flying pig and there's got to be an infestation of flies and it's like fuck like it's so much more interesting it's just a fucking creepy kid at the top of the stairs and then never talk about him ever Again. yeah like that that should which be like honestly movie. is what the the changeling did right exactly. it was about a boy and that was a it was a, like i think that's like the the a24 version right of amityville <laughs> right exactly <laughs> that's that's a brilliant way to sum up this conversation <laughs> oh man all right well i think we're gonna wrap up for this episode um it's been oh. nice talking to you though again yes it has one quick thing too just really quick yeah um there was an interview with jason blum because we were talking about stranger things yes he's like saying he's like oh, i can about guarantee you yeah. i can get robert england to play freddie again and if he does right that's really going to be something big for like horror in the horror community i think yeah um, absolutely i mean he got what's his what's her name to come back to the exorcist and yeah she's, he's like, she's 87 <laughs> yeah so if that like i hope that happens that would be the coolest thing ever i mean all he has to do realistically is open up the fucking blumhouse pocketbook <laughs> and yeah. be like i can write a bunch of numbers on this i you know money, money that saying money talks like, like fucking I robert england went back and played him for the fucking goldbergs like that's what i mean like and if he doesn't want to do it too physical or anything i'm sure they could write it that way and it would still be good yeah a hundred percent absolutely so i'm really hoping for that yeah an old man freddy do it like logan <laughs> do an old man freddy <laughs> movie <laughs> that'd be awesome yeah right <laughs> yeah just a grizzled freddy he's like i'm sick of this shit <laughs> That'd be fucking great. <laughs> God, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, so we're definitely going to start doing these more frequently again. Uh, life has just been crazy for everybody. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're going to hopefully do some some exciting stuff in the future. Um, but yeah, uh, until then, uh, I have been your host, JT McCallum. And I'm Evan Doworth. And have a spooky day, everyone.